Hello and welcome to Talk The Line, a conversational podcast from the line of best fit. You start with a name and then you work backwards. The Line of Best Fit is the UK's biggest independent website for new music discovery. You can check it out at thelineofbestfit.com and you can follow us on Twitter at bestfitmusic. I'm Jen Long. I used to be a niche radio celebrity and now I'm resigned to podcasting. In Talk the Line, we talk to artists, musicians and celebrities about the things that matter to them their passions and their obsessions, things that they don't normally get to expand upon in a 20-minute album cycle PR slot. So we go deep into conversation for up to an hour with some really interesting people to find out what makes them tick. This week, I'm talking to Douglas Dare. Douglas Dare grew up in Bridgeport, a small town near the Dorset coast, and was introduced to music by his piano teacher mother. As a child, he lived in a house just down the street from PJ Harvey, whose album White Chalk convinced Douglas that music made on a piano could be cool. After studying music at university in Liverpool, Douglas signed to Erased Tapes, the label synonymous with fellow pianist and composer Niels Fram. His first record, Whelm, came out in 2014 and was followed by last year's A Forger, a much darker collection of songs than his debut. A Forger was written as a response to a relationship breakup, as well as Douglas's experience of coming out to his father. The Quietus have called Douglas an artist who genuinely has something to say about what it feels like to be alive in these times. While his music is often introspective and understated, Douglas has a big personality that comes to life when he talks about one of his true passions, drag. How shall I introduce you? Douglas Dare? Yeah. I guess that's your stage name. No, that's my real is name. Is that your actual name? Yeah, it's my real name. And You're uh, legit called Douglas Dare? For, for all my life, it's been, is that your actual, as soon as someone finds out when it's, or my manager actually, I think for, I think for six months, it wasn't until we were in a sort of three-way conversation with mm. someone. And they said the same thing as you've just said. And my manager just said, yeah, it's a stage name. And I, and I was like, no, that is my actual name. He's like, what? I really just assumed. I just didn't want to ask <laughs> what your real name was. I just thought, yeah, that's what you want to be known. No, it's kind of a curse in a way. Because it's yeah. almost like, if I was going to choose a stage name, I don't think it would be like this comic book hero <laughs> character. Yeah. I was going to say, it's like in The Simpsons when Homer's like, Max Power. Yeah, yeah, you it know? sounds like that, exactly. Yeah. I know, yeah. Oh, that's incredible. So it is my, it's my real name. And, and I've... Yeah, for a long time, been, I've been going through so many different drag names as well. Because maybe because I've already right. got a name that seems kind of already like a stage. Yeah. Name, well, I was going to ask whether I should introduce you by your drag name. Uh, well, I, I'm, basically, it's, it's been changing a lot recently. I feel like I'm at that stage where it's it's not nothing sticking. But uh, for a long time, it was Luna Landing. That was my <laughs> that was my name for That's a long good. time. Um, and then that's really good. yeah, and I enjoyed that for a long time. And people always liked it, but then I just thought Luna felt a bit too ethereal, and I felt like my drag character was just a bit more of a bitch, and I just didn't <laughs> think Luna really kind of yeah kind of got yeah. into it. But um, yeah, I thought I actually came back to my name because my friend calls me D, and uh, and I really like um, um, Candy Darling, one of the Andy Warhol superstars, and so I thought I would call myself. Use my own initials, DD, and be DD Darling, which sort of oh, kind of like felt like it had a bit of class to it, but could be a real bitch at the same time. Yeah. So, that, so, so far, that, I mean, that's been the current, yeah. So, so people could just call me D, and it would be, because that's the thing when you go out and someone says, well, what's your name? I think for a while, it, it, it's kind of difficult to sort of, um, 
be like, oh, I'm oh, I'm Luna, and it suddenly suddenly feels it doesn't feel quite. <laughs> so I just wonder, Andy, you know, and it kind of makes me think of Harry Potter. Well, there's a character in there called Luna, isn't and, there? And so, it's that kind of spacey sort yeah. of like wigged out kind of name. Yeah, and so as much as I loved the name, and I was really proud of it. I was yeah. Like, oh, yeah, Atlantic felt really cool, but uh, yeah, it wasn't the, wasn't my it wasn't my other persona. Because that seems to be like a thing to me as as an outsider for the drag world is everyone seems to have these amazing puns for names and puns are like one of my favorite things in the oh, world. Oh yeah. And there's some fantastic ones. There's also some very not okay ones that I've heard. You can think of some not okay <laughs> I can ones. Think you've heard? Of some not okay ones. <laughs> I should not be laughing about. Oh okay. If you know what I mean. Really close to the edge. That yeah. yeah. Um but at the same time, I mean in a way many people will tell you that drag is what that's all about. A bit you know, it's a bit like if you can't it's a it's a I don't know it's a commentary on on the on work on the life on people's lives. So, so explain to me what drag means to you because I mean I I, I kind of have like this um, this ongoing sort of daily uh, flirtation with drag and that I work for the team who produce Sync the Pink. Yeah. So I work with um Glyn Glymphamous uh-huh. on a daily basis, but not with his wig on. Right. I work with Glyn. Yeah. Okay. Um, but then I've kind of it sort of opened me up to this world of all these other drag stars and these names are thrown around in the office, mm-hmm. and it's absolutely fascinating to me. But then I also feel like I never want to pry too much because I'm never sure what are the okay questions to ask, like whether I'm, you know, that like I only found out recently that tranny is actually really offensive. Yeah. Luckily, I, I hadn't said it myself, but um, yeah. all these sort of things where you just worry that you're going to put your foot in it. Yeah, I mean, that's that's interesting. To me, I think drag is about being able to put your foot in it if you want to, because I feel like if you're able to get up and be a different persona, which is, for me, that's what drag is. It's not necessarily about being a woman. I think people are now getting to the stage where they're kind of differentiating between being a female impersonator, a drag performer, drag artist, because it seems to be like, you know, it's quite broad. But for me, it's just, just like a a joy to be able to put some put another outfit on put a different look on and be another part of myself that I'm not normally or just a heightened part of myself and and as soon as I did that I immediately thought like everyone needs to do this like if I ever I had children I would say to them you need to do this it's it's almost like a therapy it's like you can you can be something else so I say it to I meet all my friends women included straight gay whatever I say to them you're gonna do drag and I have done it to a lot of friends already like I'm putting you in drag and and um so so a woman can dress in drag yeah absolutely so how would I dress as a a drag queen well you could be if you want to be a drag queen you could you could be dressed up like an ultra sort of feminine woman if you wanted to and do like kind of or you could be a drag king and go and do, okay. and do the male thing, obviously. So that, that's what I've always... I've always dressed up as guys whenever I've gone to sink the Pinks. Which is great. And I really enjoy it. Yeah, which it is fantastic. It just feels very frivolous to me, though. I feel like I, I may, be, um, may, may be kind of downplaying what it means to a lot of other people, because to me it just feels really fun and throwaway, where I'm like, lol, look, I look uh-huh, like uh-huh. a dude. I'm, like, last one I went to, I went as a Ken of Barbie and Ken. That's great. And I strapped this... Uh, fake plastic chest mm-hmm. to my chest. I wasn't even wearing a bra. I was so okay. excited. So you, hadn't, you didn't go the whole hog and, and duct tape your tits underneath your armpits? I mean, they're not that big. Because <laughs> <laughs> you could do that. But I mean, I would say to you... They just stay there. Honestly, that's padding. That. And it could be pecs. They, they could. No, it was like a plastic... 
like stick on chest. Okay. So I actually, I used gaffer tape and stuck it to my skin around, around like folded it over, you know, like like kind of when you used to watch Blue Peter yeah. and then try and make your own sticky back plastic. Uh-huh. Here's what like made that. earlier. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, my, my like challenge to you would then be, or oh, challenge, if you, if you wish to take it, would be to actually do, to do like a drag queen look, you know, and yeah. glue down your eyebrows or, or and like... Sorry, glue down my yeah, eyebrows? Yeah, get, get a Pritt stick, glue down your eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> this is what my other girlfriends were like when I was talking about it. You know, glue them down, and then so, no, so you can draw some. Glue them down because we want to cover them up, and then we want to draw them oh. higher up your forehead because obviously all biological women have eyebrows right up to their hairline, <laughs> as you know. Okay, and I, but so I would hide my eyebrows with Pritt stick. Well, you glue them down to keep them flat, and then you cover them with powder, and then you glue them again, and then you dry them with a hairdryer, and then you put... It's a, it's a, long, oh my God. a so long, laborious process, but Can you walk me through how you create your look? Or one of your looks? Yeah. Um, well, the first thing is about gluing down those eyebrows, which is... Uh, or sometimes you don't have to. I mean, basically, I'm just trying lots of different things, but mm-hmm. um, I'm still of the mind that uh, I still want to look like a beautiful woman I still like I still have that in me and I feel like when I've talked to other drag performers like there was a stage where they you kind of want to tick that box of looking like a gorgeous woman and and you kind of want to get the compliments and feel like you look gorgeous and then maybe later on you might think I want to look like a clown right that's for me that for me is still kind of I still am torn to doing that so I you know I go down the eyebrows and then I do the whole contouring of the face so I can try and bring out you know you want cheekbones that will cut someone you want you know big huge lips you want all of these things like they're kind of stereotypical things about you know look at like jessica rabbit for example this kind of archetypal figure of a very sexy woman yeah um yeah and it is cartoon is a really good example of that it is a, it's not it's not meant to be real mm. some drag queens do want to do what's called like femme realness or fishy you know fishy like fishy you know would mean like Fishy means that you look like a woman, so fishy because okay. fishy presumably because of the smelly fishy fanny, which I mean, which is obviously, <laughs> you know, obviously not technically true. Not that I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't know. No, but, I mean, <laughs> oh my but god, but that's where it, that's where it comes from. I mean, there's loads of drag terminology that you know it's it, it, it's silly, it's silly. But but that's I'm just saying that's how a lot of people the lingo is. People understand that lingo. Fishy, I can't get over that now. But is that really what gay men think about vaginas? No, I mean, I, I mean, I think well, yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yes. Oh, I used to live with um, with a a, a woman, a couple actually, the, the 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 lady and the couple. She um, she was from Eastern Europe, and her her English wasn't fantastic, and there was always, always a bottle of um Femme Fresh by the shower, mm-hmm. and I wasn't ever sure whether she just had a a problem. Or whether she just thought it was like shower gel for women, and I feel like uh, it may have been the latter, but I didn't want to bring it up. I was, I was just thinking. I think I've shaved with Femme Fresh before, <laughs> for lack of anything that was had like you know a, something that would glide. You know, just you know <laughs> something that's like you know, no shaving foam. Femme Fresh it is. You know, like why yeah. do you own Femme Fresh? I don't own Femme Fresh. <laughs> oh, it's all part of the drag. It's all part of the drag. Yeah. You, you know, it starts in the shower, <laughs> and then you move on to the eyebrows, and then. Um, but yeah, I so I, I I've tried lots of different looks, but the happiest I have been, to be honest, so far has been when I've been when I thought like, oh, I look like a sexy woman, like because that feels like now I feel like I've ticked that box sort of. I'm ready to kind of I want to do more avant-garde looks because it, it um, 
just, it gets exciting because after a while I think you know being creative you don't want to just do the same thing over and mm. over again you kind of want to just see what you can do and makeup for some reason is kind of a strong point of mine I, my mum never wore makeup I'd never really I bought makeup only recently and I right. was quite good at it immediately and I was like oh so right. can, you, can you take me back to the sort of first time that you had a little liaison with drag I mean does it stem from your kind of like does it one of those like childhood things where your, your mum would catch you playing with her <laughs> with her heels or something I don't know well, is, it, is it something uh, that you've it, kind of developed it does, that is a cliche but it's probably exactly true with me um, yeah I, um, I was thinking about this earlier um, before you came because I thought when was the first time I actually did a bit of drag I know that the one of the very few pictures I have of me as a child because there is hardly any because lots of them got lost in a fire um, is me with a pink tutu on at the age of three in because I lived on a farm so wearing Wellington boots pink tutu nothing on my top and I think I've got a spade in my hand or I'm just I'm shoveling or like I'm just doing some kind of farm activity I mean that's quite a look yeah exactly and it, and I think my father is in the background and uh He's in his full boiler suit with beard and kind of really <laughs> rough and ready. And I was sort of, I felt, I obviously felt I was like a princess. Um, but actual drag, mm, well, does this count? I think when I was about eight or nine, my brothers and I, we used to do performances for our parents like of an evening. And I used to wear a dressing gown and I would like wear it backwards and use the arms as to tie around my waist to make a dress and I get a towel, like a turban to make a kind of wig. And I would perform and I would sort of do impressions and I would always be a woman. To me, at that age, it didn't think, didn't think it was drag. Yeah. But when I look back, I just think I was always dressing up as a woman. I always had a fascination with it. So, um, um, yeah, I think that was it. And then the first time I properly did drag was um, Bestival in two thousand and six or seven. You know, they have that Sunday fun. Sunday, yeah, I mean the the, the, the Sunday up dress up parade. Which yeah. I mean, which, Fancy dress which probably every guy probably is dressed up at drag at some point. However, I think I took it that little bit more seriously. <laughs> you know, and I had the wig, and I, I was and, like, and doing that on the third day of a festival. Oh yeah, and you stank, and you hadn't, you know, so much you hadn't and done. And surely, for a few I'm days. guessing you didn't have like mirror and. Et no, et you're right. No, no How mirror. How did you pull that off? I don't. I actually can't. I don't remember, but I've seen the pictures. But I also I was a geisha as well, so I, you know, white face, the black eyeliner, the red lip, the wow. wig, wearing this, yeah, and um, yeah, that was my first like drag experience, I suppose. But even then, it was just like I guess it was the fancy dress concept context. But I think so many drag queens say that fancy dress has often been the initiating kind of the gateway. Yes, fancy dress is the gateway to drag. Yeah, I'd love fancy dress though because it's so it's like. It's kind of, I suppose, like wearing a mask in the sense that it's that liberating where you feel mm-hmm. like you can push yourself a bit further and absolutely. get away with a little bit more. And it's sort of like escapism. Yeah, absolutely. That, I think that's what everyone gets from, from doing it. And that's why I say that everyone should do it, because I think there's um, there's lots of people that you, I've, I've met people and I think you've never you've never done that. I don't think I, I met someone in, um, in one of the local bars, uh, one of the nights called Savage. Which is a really, you know, popular gay night um, in Bethnal Green, and I was, I was, was I wearing drag? I was wearing kind of like boy, what we call boy drag, which was kind of like I'm wearing boy clothes, but like a bit of makeup, maybe some earrings. So it's like a bit of like everything, but you, mm. you wouldn't say you would look like a woman necessarily. And then this this man who was wearing a suit, you know, had a pint in his hand, and he looked like he hadn't been there before, but he thought yeah. I should check this out, and he came up to me and he said like, "Why are you dancing like that? Or how do you?" 
why are you dancing? Like, I mean, I was kind of like, you know, provocatively dancing or, or just, I was just, I'm very enthusiastic when I go out because I really like to let loose. And, and I said to him, do something embarrassing in front of me. And he was like, huh? And I was like, just do a dance move that you think is weird, that's uncomfortable for you. Like, do something. And I think he, I, I, I don't know, he did like something that wasn't really uncomfortable at all, but he yeah. thought it was. <laughs> and I was like, okay, do that, but like times 10. And he did something. And then he really laughed. And I was like, this is, I said, there you go. I'm just, I'm trying to do something that, I'm just trying to break all the, the you know the constructs of like being like I have to dance a certain way or all the things that I was brought up with in a very small town and I just said to him just try and do something you feel uncomfortable with and maybe that might make you feel freer mm. and I think that's what drag was for me it's like ah oh, I feel so free now being able to do this it does feel like it's quite in vogue at the moment or over recent years yeah. there seems to have been a bit of a and not even a resurgence a surgence yeah no that's absolutely right and in a way I think um some people I know kind of uh, don't like it in a way. I mean, we probably can't talk about drag without talking about the mega program that everyone watches, RuPaul's Drag Race, which has kind of, you know, really inspired so many young people. And that's great. But I know that some people who were doing drag before that kind of almost are a bit like, oh, well, you didn't, you know, they're kind of a bit like looking down at people who find their influences just from that program mm. and I kind of understand that because people who've you know maybe done drag for longer or had influences from a much vaster spectrum might think well you you you're just following a trend you yeah know? but we actually we know we we've got these influences that go back all this time and we've done it since I was in diapers or whatever mm. you know you know but the, the, the truth is I think it's great that people get to do it um, but there certainly has been a, a real yeah, surge in it. I suppose it's kind of like when you have your favourite band and you followed them, you know, through thick and thin and they get to like the first or second album and then they get really popular and suddenly everyone's a fan. Exactly. And you lose that thing yes. that made them personal to you and it kind of feels like someone's, it sort of feels like everyone's kind of taking a little bit of you. Yeah. You know, something that made you special, something that made you who you are and suddenly everyone else has it. And you feel like you don't really understand this. You don't, you, you don't know that terrible first album they had or, like, yeah. or, yeah, or, or great first you album. You never heard the demos. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I, that's, exactly, that's exactly right. Um, so I think there's examples of that in everything. But that there is the kind of like the, the flip side of it is or the negative side of it is that sometimes when I go out, there is... Because I'm a relatively new drag queen in that I and I wouldn't sometimes I'm reluctant to call myself a drag queen it's more like I, I'm experimenting with drag and I happen to have done it you know a lot before mm. um, in different ways I, I find that sometimes I go into a club and there's this uh, kind of attitude that goes on between like a group of people that maybe have been doing it for, for a long time and then kind of the new people and unfortunately as inclusive as people may think that the gay community is because mm. um, actually I've, I find can be quite um, divided and kind of, I, I know I've experienced kind of going into, you know, gay environments, maybe in drag or boy drag or whatever, and kind of being kind of looked down upon or given a bit of the cold shoulder because it's it's like, oh, you, like that attitude that I was talking about, like, oh, you don't really, you're not really this and you're just following on the bandwagon. And I, that's the only negative sort of side of it that I've yeah. experienced. I mean, it does also feel like, uh, it is at the time at this time it does feel way more 
and this could just totally be the like you know when you always live in your like social media bubble and you don't really know you know you're in like East London and it's liberal and like everyone's yeah. a bit gay you know you work in the media so literally everyone's a bit gay <laughs> and like it does but it does feel like more and more it's far more accepting or it's far more acceptable to be LGBTQ like that mm-hmm. and it feels like it is a kind of like an edge of cooler I don't know that like when I talk to younger people they're just so open about it whereas when I was growing up it was like and it's, it's, of course it still is now, it's a huge deal to come out, but at the same time, it just, they, my friends would never, would never talk that openly about being gay. Whereas mm-hmm. now it's just like, just all over Twitter, like all these kids are just so, you know, like, oh yeah, you know, everyone's a bit gay kind of thing. And maybe that's just me and my little East London gay bubble, but well, it does feel a, like it's kind of something that people are discussing, I suppose, is yeah. what I want to say. Yeah, I, th- I think that's absolutely right. And I've been thinking that for a long time, although very recently I kind of found out that it wasn't as accepting as, as perhaps I thought. Um, just because I, I went to Soho, kind of, you know, a place where I thought, you know, this is going to be really... Um... And it's Soho. And it's Soho, yeah, yeah. like the, the gay black council. And, and, you know, I was in drag and I hadn't yet really experienced kind of abuse in drag yeah I hadn't got I hadn't and I hate I don't want to make it negative but it's part of it you know it's it's still um you know we were I was with a friend and people wanted you know supposedly like to hurt us they were kind of like they were calling us tranny or what you know and beating the road as beating the side of the walls as they were coming towards us and it was scary you know That's and, terrifying. and I was suddenly I had been in the bubble of East London thinking I'm gay it's fine I live in a very accepting world I can walk down the street hold my hands with my boyfriend you know, and and that's fine. And it was it was a bit of a wake up call. I was like, oh no, it's not as accepting as you know I I once thought maybe. Um, but generally, I know I came from a really small place where I didn't even know I was gay because of the environment I lived in it was so you know oppressed. Mm. Um, but I'm so thankful for moving. Um, I first moved to Liverpool and then I moved to London and, and I was able steadily to, to realise, oh, I, and I still feel, despite any kind of negativity, I still feel very free and and, and uh, able to do and do this. I feel highly privileged that I can go outside with a pair of eight inch heels, a wig and, you know, loads of slap on and be any kind of character I want. I feel highly privileged to be able to do yeah. that. Yeah. Can you talk me through some of your looks? Have you got any, any pictures or anything that you can show me so I can... Yeah, so you get a bit of an idea. Um, So I did, I very recently started an Instagram because, well, actually I had started it. Actually, when I went to Sink the Pink in 2014, I was like, I'm starting an Instagram. I'm a drag queen now. And (laughs) and then, then, you know, you know, music, all my music stuff kind of was, yeah, I had no time to Mm. do anything else but my music. And, um, but recently again, I thought, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to start this. So let me see if I can find... So I'm called Queen Dee Dee Darling, D-I-D-I-D-D. It was Victoria Adams last week though, because I, <laughs> because I went to Spice Girls karaoke night and I introduced myself as Victoria Adams, which is Victoria Beckham's maiden name, because I was in a Victorian Beckham drag. Um, so this is one of my, this is, this is I think the pink look, this is one of my first times in drag. Okay. So this is, when was this? 25th of June, 2015. Um, this is oh, wow. one of the looks. Oh my goodness, I would not recognise you. 
That's a, that's a really key thing. I like to not be recognised yeah. at all. You know? So you Go look on. really tall. And in life, it's not like, in real life, it's not like you're short. I'm short, say it. You, you're like, so high <laughs> as me. Um, you look really tall here. And you have like rainbow, um, what do you call it? Eye mascara? No. Eyelids. Eyeshadow. Like eye, eye, eye Eyeshadow, yeah, yeah. thank you. Gosh, I'm so bad at makeup. And you have beautiful fingernails and incredibly long blonde hair which looks like it's been buzz cut also yeah i always had a shaved head and i used i had this re i sort of crafted this kind of i got all these hair extensions and made it into a really long kind of almost like a um, a tail of a horse <laughs> very high eyebrows i understand now why yes, you needed all, to hide yeah. the originals yeah. um and rainbow colored hair and some kind of hawaiian flower yeah necklace. i can't remember what the theme was for that night but i mean that was one of the you know but one that night I was a bit of a rookie and I didn't wear any powder on my face. Right, okay. And that meant by half, like half, like half an hour into being at the Troxy, my face was on my chest. Because it had all <laughs> kind of like melted and slided down. I mean, it doesn't look like melted. No, no, but that's the start of the night. Uh, that's the key. Before. That's the key to this any good drag picture is take it. Um... Also, a lot of shading. Oh, yeah. A lot of, yeah. Um, so, yeah. what do you call the stuff that you put here? Uh, blusher? Well, yeah. I'm, am I bronzer? wearing blusher? Yeah, bronzer, blusher. It's basically, it's contour, but it's just like a okay. lot of dark. As I said, you want to look like you can cut some of the YouTubers. So this is a more recent look. And this is, yeah, yeah, I'll show you this one. This oh, is like, wow. This is okay. You look ago. like a like drag muh. You know the pop star? Oh, like muh. Oh, yeah. muh. Okay. Yeah, you look, you look like a like drag muh. Okay. Great she's... abs, by the way. Oh, thank you, Ryan. And a, and a string vest. Yeah. Uh, is that your actual nipple? Those are my nipples. Those are yeah. your nipples. Okay. <laughs> so I like it. It's like half and half. Yeah. The, yeah. I was wearing. That was a bit lazy. I didn't tuck. I didn't tuck <laughs> that night either. So. so. How do you tuck your nipples? No, no. <laughs> You're like, this tuck is my a... penis. I mean. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't tucked my penis. Which... Is it that big? No. What, what, what? It goes up to my nipples. No. I mean. <laughs> Yeah, that, yeah, those no, are actually I mean, my balls. Do you, uh, those pink things are my balls. No, I, I, no, mean, I hadn't tucked my penis. You, that was a bit lazy. Can you see your penis through your your skirt? Or any, yeah, like um, I just thought it would kind of like I don't know. Just no, no. Okay, you need to put away. you need to put your you need you need to put your balls like they have these sockets that you have naturally, so men can put their ball. They kind of when you're cold, sometimes they kind of retract in there. Okay, you kind of push them. It's not a comfortable thing at all. You retract. You push them up inside those sockets and then you get duct tape and you you um, tape down the penis sort of and you bring the you bring the tape up through your butt cheeks and then it kind of can come up like halfway Do through you your back get waxed? um it is recommended to not have hair there because when to take it off at the end of the night oh god sorry a shiver just went through yeah me. it was when i was i can't remember where i was but i had to go to the toilet which is the worst thing if you need to go for oh a god, wee yeah. and you've put your penis away like you have to um undo it all and so I think I was and I think by the time I needed to go for a wee was I was already that far gone that I didn't care that I had a bulge in my in my, in my dress <laughs> so it didn't matter but and to be honest I, I was feeling a bit dizzy because it was um I'd, I'd done a especially I mean do the, do the balls stay up there do they ever pop out yeah they, yeah, they can do yeah oh, okay. oh whoops sorry <laughs> Is it if you're doing a particularly extravagant dance move? Do you ever feel a little... Or just walking and really? just being like, oh shit. Or someone tell you, like... Um... Oh, do you wear sh quite short skirts? Yeah, I, I do. So, and then this is the most recent one I did like... And this is my um, 
my drag sister Jordan. We kind of um, started it together in that we kind of started at the same time. And um, yeah, we're, we're completely, we're polar opposites in the way we look in many ways. He's, uh, but yeah, anyway, okay. this is, in this picture you can see Jordan. Oh, wow. So, and I did her, most of her makeup and I, and she's wearing my Victoria Adams wig. Yes, it's beautiful. Yeah, and then I'm doing this I kind like of clown I like as well that she's got this a little bit of chest, just a oh, the chest, chest hair. hair. Just yes. to remind everyone yeah. that she's a boy. And your makeup here, your lips are absolutely massive. How did you make them that big? Um, well, gloss and like overdrawing them is, okay. a, is a really big part of it as Actually, well. yeah, your eyebrows are basically in your hairline there. Yeah, exactly. And you're wearing a, somehow... a delightful red blazer, which I actually really like. Ralph Lauren. Oh! Whoops, oh. <laughs> name drop. We just pick up that name. Sorry. Um, you kind of look a bit Pamela Anderson in this Oh, one. really? Yeah. I'll take that as a huge compliment. So. Um, just because, yeah, it changes. And finally, this is why I did a Victoria Beckham. And this is me in Tesco. Oh, my God, I love it. Like at three in and the morning. To me, you look quite natural there, though. Yes, because, I'll tell you why, because I was trying to look like Victoria Beckham in the Spice Girls. So right. those are, they're not my real eyebrows, but they're kind of, you know, they're more the real place. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm wearing a lot minimal minimal makeup because I wanted to look more like a woman, but uh, more like a real... Also, is that a cucumber that you're clutching? <laughs> yes, it is. That's a suggestive... Holding of a cucumber. Yes. Um, so yeah, there's a. If the, but I think you can see like from that that I've never really done the kind of the same look twice. Yeah. I, and in a way, I feel like a lot of there is a lot of drag queens out there now who kind of are playing the social media game and and, and you know and all power to them obviously who kind of know to look a certain way every time or mm -hmm. or kind of and try and brand themselves. I think that's another part of it. I'm not interested in, in doing that. I really just want to have fun with it. I really just want to have fun and, and just be able to go out and be that other person. So you and your friend Jordan, when what was the conversation where you first sort of discovered each other, had an interest in drag and decided that you were going to go for it? And, and what, what did you do and where did you go? I, do you know what? That's a really good question. I mean, when did we first go? Oh, it's going to kill me that I can't remember. <laughs> but I feel like we always... Like in our, and it's actually translated into the way we look as boys as well. I mean, Jordan already was wore, you know, lipstick and blusher and kind of a bit of makeup day to day anyway. Right. Okay. I never did that before. Yeah. Um, and I always used to wear black clothing and now I'm much more interested. Sometimes I'll, I'll wear the earrings that I wear out in drag. I'll wear them when I go out to the post office because I, I kind of almost enjoying that kind of like that crossover and realising that you can get a bit of that excitement through it anyway. But um We've only known each other for about a year and a half. Um, oh, so this is is actually quite new to you. Well, no. Well, as I say, the first drag I was doing there was two thousand fourteen. Right. Oh, um, sorry. So I've been doing it for a few years, but but like with with Jordan, like I think yeah, I must have said to him like, oh come on, we need to do this, and that was it. I think we knew we were going to Manchester Pride, right? And so we we both bought our first wigs. He's ginger and bought a floor length, almost floor length ginger wig. And I'm blonde <laughs> and I bought the blonde equivalent. So we wanted to be, that. we kind of wanted to like be the girl versions of ourselves. And we went to Manchester Pride and we challenged ourselves to only ever go outside in drag the whole time we were there. And so that's what we did um, for a few days. And we hadn't really hardly done it at all before. And it was it was Pride and, and I hadn't really gone to a Pride before either. Mm. And um, yeah, I think that must have been the first time we properly went out and did it. Um, and when I look back at those pictures, it's 
not great. How so, so? Well, just I just feel like it's just not. It, I, and I think almost anyone who's is done drag will look back at the first images of themselves and go like, ooh, you know, but it wasn't. It wasn't right. It just it didn't eyebrows look, not high enough. Eyebrows not high enough, <laughs> and like everything, something's too big, something's too small. Like, yeah. You just th- you think you look gorgeous at the time, and then you look back at the pictures, and you go like, "Oh no, not at all." Can I ask? Can I ask? Was that the sort of first time that you'd gone for a long period in heels? Um, and how how yeah. was it a shock when you realised how fucking painful they are? I'm gonna say something. I think heels aren't painful as much as women make out them to be. Because I I want to show you my heels before you leave. Like, okay. They're... Well, show me now. Well, I'm all I'm all wired up. You can, we can take that off. Do a do a show and tell. Okay, right. Let's bring in a few uh, a few items that we can. Uh... Hmm? Right. So. Okay. Now these look really tame to me. Oh my are... god! You... Plug plug yourself plug back in. in. Oh, bring in bring in <laughs> maybe some costume and some makeup as well. My back. Is that good good for you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So the first thing I showed you was the shoe, yeah. which I got from oh, a stripper no, website. I mean, they, they've, you've seen they've been worn as well. And I, yeah. I, when I, went, I went to Berlin for New Year's this last year, and, and um, this last New Year's, and I wore these for 13 hours. I mean... Okay, which... so I'm going to say that that <laughs> heel is nearly the size of my forearm. Um, it's a massive mm. black sort of patent um, platform heel mm. boot. And, yeah, and I that's... Suppose? I mean, that's the... Uh, yeah, and it's kind of like... Laced up the front I mean, and a zip on the side. It looks like a weapon. Yeah, it is pretty crazy. And yeah. like, I'm, I'm, I am quite sure. I'm five, ten. Oh, okay. But you're, you're, you're a lot taller than me. Oh, maybe I'm five nine. <laughs> and then, and then like, yes. Yeah, so oh my to put god. This on is a real like. <laughs> is a real. You just grew about a foot. Yeah. How high are they? I think they're are they eight inches. I think. Eight. Yeah, but um, so. And when I first got them, I thought, oh, shit, because there's warnings on the website. So you're now over six foot with those. <laughs> yeah. But annoyingly, my, my boyfriend is still taller than me when I wear them. Um, which annoys so me because I've always wanted to be tall. That was one thing about drag. I was like, I get to wear heels. I can be tall. So how tall is your boyfriend? Uh, oh, Without heels. 11 foot. I don't know. He's crazy. I know. He, I don't I actually know. He's six foot, six foot two, six foot three, six foot four. Um, so what were the warnings on the website for those shoes? Oh, well, they just said like... We take no responsibility for any accidents that might happen in these shoes. And the, it's a website where, because I've also got size 11 feet. So you can't, I can't go into New Look and buy, <laughs> no. and buy a little cute pair of heels. Like I've got to buy like industrial. Yeah. I mean, they, I wasn't going to say anything, but they are a little cyber goth. Oh yes, they are. But with the right Is outfit. Is that what it's called? I don't cyber know. Cyber dog? I'm not it's sure the, of that The Camden cyber dog but i mean they look a bit maybe they look a bit gothy but like with the right outfit to me by the time you're that high no one's looking at your feet have you never been to cyber dog in camden no oh okay you should you should google it okay it's it's got that, that sort of like um industrial goth kind of a crusty raver meets industrial goth vibe mm, okay. i think they sell sex toys in there as well nice i'm up for that i haven't been since i was 15. I bought a t-shirt that said, uh, no one knows I'm on drugs from Camden Market. <laughs> and my mum got so angry at me. <laughs> oh gosh, I love that. So th- yeah, this, is Vic- um, this is the Victor Adams wig. But actually, yeah, which is what Jordan was wearing the other night. And then, mm-hmm. I mean- would- So this, is this re- is no, not real hair? No, I don't, I can't afford real hair wigs. And to be honest, look, even like some of the biggest drag queens, like the most richest, well, 
you know, well-paid drag queens who are very successful don't wear real hair because it's like, it's um, you're gonna you're gonna hairspray it. You're gonna want it, you want it to hold its like. Oh, okay. Stuff. I was gonna say, is it ethically questionable? I don't know if drag queens think about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm probably some do. Um, no, but I didn't think about that. But I've you know, and they're cheap. Let's be honest. Yeah. Let's, I'll I mean, take this with you. Um, okay. So this is this is a pretty. That's a quite this a tame. Is quite a tame that's a tame way because I was being Victoria Adams. Right. Of course. Yeah. I mean, this one. This one. Oh my God, Well, I this one looks crazy because oh, there's a fire alarm in it. <laughs> A fire alarm just inside the wig. wig. Yeah, that looks like the Dulux dog. (laughs) This one was given to me at a party, which I've got a lot of wigs that were given to me (laughs) forward slash taken without permission. But no, no, I say taken without permission. But I mean, like you know, they put it on your head and they go, "You look great, darling. You look absolutely gorgeous." And then you say, "Like I'm wearing this home." Um, (laughs) Would you like to try this on? Oh yeah, sure. Do I just sit my head down or? No, no, leave it up. Actually, oh hang on, I've I've got quite thick hair though. I'll warn you. No, but I mean, this—that's what this one's really loose and it's a bit crazy. All right. I mean, this is a bit. Um, I was about to say, uh, it's a bit Einstein, isn't it? This one, this grey, like. It is a bit Einstein. Yeah. Thank but you. I don't oh, want to hurt you. No, see, that's what I meant. My but hair's it, so thick it doesn't get on my head. No, but that's oh. nice. It gives you... Um, okay. I have a we've got a mirror here. Oh, wow. Yes, Grace suits I look you. Like a, I look like Doc Brown. <laughs> yes, it is a bit wild. Grace, get the car on <laughs> <laughs> This one is a bit wild. Because um, but I like this light colour on you. This oh, is gorgeous. Thanks. But, I mean, I've backcombed this to an inch of its life. so it or, does, it's or a, a bit, bit sear, actually. Chandelier. Yeah, cover your goes? face. That's also a good... If Can't you know, even see her. <laughs> to get it. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> you know, um, but if you're, um, if you're a particularly like, manly man who wants to be a fishy drag queen, like mm-hmm. get a sequel wig, cover the face, then, you know, gotcha. she looks beautiful. Gotcha. Um, and there's a, you know, I've got a few very... This, this one's beautiful. <clears throat> yeah, that's, this is Jordan's ginger wig, but you see, he doesn't know how to look after wigs. As, I, mean, I don't look how, to look, after, how I look after them either, but... Um, this one's a bit matted, but it's crazy long. That is, and, that's longer than my hair. Oh yeah, it's really, it's about as long as my leg. Yeah, it is. Um, and you can wear it on your leg if so you want how to. So would you, how do you look after a wig? Well, I've not been looking after it, but this, this is a lace front <laughs> wig, as is this is a lace front wig, which is meant so, it, they look terrible at the moment, but I need to give them a good wash and a good brush, but um, you, you can't wash them. You can do, yeah. Okay. You can, but I mean, I, I haven't. I actually think putting a washing machine is probably a really bad idea. You have to, you have to like, um, you have to uh, hand wash them and like be really gentle with them. But so you um, wash them like you'd wash your hair. But without shampoo, you can't okay. use shampoo. It's I don't. Bit very personal. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but of any, but I mean, the thing is, also, I should point out, like, I'm a cheap queen. As in, like, I never wanted to put, invest too much money into my drag because, yeah. well. Yeah, because I, I felt like I just want to have fun with it. I never wanted to feel like I'd spent hundreds on something, mm. or and and because I really just want to go out and have fun in it. Really, okay. Um, there may there may well come a time, and I would love it to like maybe do like uh, like a glamorous photo shoot or something where I you know I could be particularly gorgeous. But um, I just want to stop the uh, conversation and just remark that for the last 10 minutes you have been wearing a, a beautiful golden black feather headdress. Yes. Yeah, which I made myself. I feel like it, it's been on for so long that it's just naturalised with the conversation now, but... Yeah, but it's great fun. <laughs> and I, I love having these things in my house because when people come over, do you want a cup of tea? Would you like to wear a hairdress? You know, it's... it's <laughs> because it's fun. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's just silly. Um, and, and dress up is what I get out of it. The idea of dressing up um, is... Um, yeah, so it's what, what are the kind of... I mean, I suppose to a lot of people, 
drag is the same thing as trans, but that's that's not the case. No, not at all. No. Well, um, well, you can look at transgender mm. is about gender. That's um, so that's just about whether someone believes that they are male or female. And some people are gender fluid and lots of other names beside. I'm no authority on the subject, but, you know, um, I identify as a male. But sometimes I feel sometimes I go, oh, do I feel like a man? I don't know. But I've never questioned my gender. You know, I've never thought, like, do I want to be a woman? Mm. Or um, I've had people say to me before, quite seriously, like, do you think you might want to be a woman? Do you well, think you I might think be transgender? To a lot of people, that's the, you know, the, the logical step where it's like mm. he likes to dress as a woman. He therefore wants to be one. Mm. Yeah, and that, I, I, I can't speak on behalf of everyone, but, you know, certainly the drag queens that I know and have spoken to like doing drag because they like the experience and they like being able to take it off again. Mm. You know, like, I feel like, you know the saying, you only live once. I'm like, no, you don't. You can live, you can live as many times as you want and you can live in different genders if you want to, you know. And, and I feel like, a, in a way, you almost feel like you're cheating life to a certain extent. Like, I can go out and I can be a gorgeous woman or I can be, or I can be a business woman or I can, be, I, can, I can look like a tramp or I can look like, you know, whatever you want to look like, you can experience it for that time. And I suppose actors may have been having that experience for a while, thinking like, wow, I get to live multiple lives. And in a way, that's how I see it. It's kind of acting a part. Um, and then you you mentioned earlier about you shouldn't say tranny because it's offensive. I mean, because I know certainly in this country people would say like, because it's quite close to transvestite, which is a... Right, yeah, of course. So, uh, so I guess transvestite, transgender... Is completely different as well. They're completely different. So a, a transvestite is a man who will um, enjoy wearing women's clothing. Or I suppose a woman in man's clothing. Um, yeah, I don't know about that, to be honest. I, I honestly don't know. Maybe there are... Women who, I don't know about that actually. I've never not come across that. I mean, obviously, as I say, you've come. I've come across drag kings. Yeah. Which, and I've even been to um, performances in London which are solely drag kings, and it's amazing. And I've actually kind of questioned my sexuality at those points. I'm going, <laughs> this guy is hot, and you're going like, hang on, this is a woman, but he's really hot. And then I thought, do you know what? Fuck it. Like I think this. What literally? No. <laughs> well. <laughs> Well, who knows? I mean, I don't know if I'd be able to go that far. Like, they'd have to keep the tits strapped down and, like, you know, but they are... I mean, the worry about the fish, obviously, also. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. But, you know, they, they stuff something down there, so, but, you know, it's obviously as soon as you reveal yeah. the cracker is um, what it is. But, um, yeah, so I, I, um, I love the fact that I can sort of just put it on and take it off again. Mm. Um, and I've, I've had to explain to my very young nieces and nephews as well, because my sister loves to show them my drag. And, um, you know, they're very young. The youngest is uh, four, the eldest is 18. But, you know, they've kind of been like, oh, what's, what's trans? You know, what's drag? And yeah. kind of explain it to them. And, and I think it's important to sort of just, uh, yeah, just make that clear differentiation, which I think, I think people are getting now. You've already told me about your cock and balls in quite de quite great detail. So I apologise. No, no, no. It's just I don't feel too bad asking you. How do you do the boobs? And also, I, I've noticed because you're wearing a, a grey vest top that you have quite hairy armpits. Yes, I do. Would you shave them or do you just? No, I I quite them? like Jordan likes leaving his hairy chest. Mm. I really I like leaving my hairy pits but I have you know I've been somewhere before and I've you know I've been feeling the fantasy I've been walking around feeling gorgeous doing my dancing and then I've had like someone come up to me and say like you didn't shave your pits like 
there's like you know people like to throw this phrase you're not doing drag if you're not there was oh, there's right, this drag queen okay, from yeah. RuPaul's Drag Race called Alaska who had this song called if you're not wearing nails you're not doing drag and it kind of made this thing and then suddenly like kind of like some kind of like sticklers for like some people think drag is this but the answer is drag is whatever you want it to be of course right and uh someone says well you haven't shaved your pits so you're not you're not really doing drag it's like well no well it's not about that it's really not about that like, you know it doesn't matter i can have my bloody cock out and be have do whatever i can still call it drag <laughs> well i suppose that's you know? for you i mean i'm i'm sure there's people who take other things from drag but for you it does seem very much about not obeying the strict rules of society and the constructs that you know you operate within and the freedom and liberation of doing that so yeah. i suppose to then apply rules to something that you're you're enjoying because of the freedom kind of undermines it yeah you just kind of feel like when someone's if someone comes up to you and says something like that you just feel like you don't get it and do you know what i'd love to do i'd love to put them in drag whatever drag to them might be you know mm. and that's the thing i mean as i say the, the most fun thing for me is, is currently to try and kind of make myself look like a beautiful woman um but i'm looking forward to doing kind of weird and fantastical kind of things you've been listening to talk the line thanks so much for tuning in you can follow us at best fit music on twitter you can follow me at jen long and please do subscribe to this podcast for a new episode pretty much every week thank you so much to douglas for his time for his wigs for his Prosecco. If you would like to leave us a review of this podcast, then please do. It really helps us and it would be great to know what you think. Until next week, goodbye.